Hello guys, you're very welcome along to Heartlines. This is Shane and this is episode 21. Yes, episode 21. It's also episode three of my Edinburgh Festival Fringe series. And as I promised, I'll have another special guest on. And this week I have Australian comedian based in Dublin, Ireland. And his name is Damien Clark. Hello, Damien. How are you doing? Shane. Shane. What's going on? All good. Thanks for having me. And episode 21. That's great, man. Yeah. (laughs) Now tell me this. I've seen you around. I've seen, I've, I've seen you. I've seen your work. Tell the listeners about you. So like, like you're Australian. You live in Dublin. Where are you from in Australia? Yeah, from Perth. I was born in Adelaide. And okay. then moved to when I was three because I think my first words were, let's get out of Adelaide. <laughs> uh, Adelaide's a lovely place. It's just at the time there was a lot of like murders going on. <laughs> but no, that's not what we moved. My dad was a welder and uh, like anything in uh, not only just West Australia, but a lot of Australia it was like a lot of mining, a lot of pipes being needed, needed to be welded together for gas and water. They were going all the way out to the desert into like huge open cut mines. We upped and left, and uh, and it was it's uh, me and I've got a younger brother who was born in Perth, and then he's still there, living the bloody dream. Two boats, big, you know. He's got a big driveway, you two strapping lads that are good sport, you know, all that. Yeah. Having a great time. I lo- I wanted the the nocturnal life, so the sunshine didn't suit me, right? So then I moved to Melbourne in two thousand. I'd been doing comedy about four years at that stage. I was like doing comedy, you know, still. Uh, I'd headlined that a few times, but it's Perth, you know, like, a, you know, he's still still starting out, really. But then straight away, me and, uh, me and my other mate, Anthony McKetty, we moved up, we drove over together to Melbourne. We uh, we got picked to do the Comedy Zone. I know they do that as well in the Edinburgh Fringe, but there's four acts, four young acts, upstarts. They get chosen to be like, hey, look at these young whippersnappers. And it was me, Anthony McKetty, Lawrence Lung, and uh, Terry Siakas. And we had a great time, man. And from then, I think my next show after that, was uh, me, and, me and Anthony McGetty did an art of schmoozing show uh, where we were trying to fit in, because it was pretty much our life, trying to schmooze into the comedy game in Melbourne, the big smoke for us, you know, mm-hmm. us Perth boy. And that show went great. And then Karen Corrin, which is our link to Edinburgh, uh, Karen Corrin was over and she, uh, she saw the show and she was like, we need some money young upstart. So then she brought us over to, well, we, you know, when I say brought us over, you know what the French is like, we yeah. paid for it. Yeah. but then she took care of us while we were there that was in 2002 and then we did a, a that was my first year in, in Edinburgh Fringe and my first year in Europe that was my first my first time like touchdown it was brilliant so I think my first time I came this way uh, I landed in your neck of the woods Dublin here where we're recording it because yeah, um, yeah. I, I, I just I met a girl in Melbourne who was from Dublin so I was like I'm going to Dublin first and then we came here and then went to Edinburgh and then I came back to Dublin and then and here I am. <laughs> so, I mean, that's, the, that's the long version of the story, but that was like from where I, when I started to how it sort of got me to Edinburgh. But it was, it, was, it was pretty quick as far as like, I think in Australia, you know that, you know, if you want to do comedy, if you want to do an hour show every night and people come, um, the Melbourne Comedy Festival is amazing for that. And then the, the next biggest one, or the biggest one is the Edinburgh Fringe. So then if you, if you have your fill of Melbourne, you go, oh, I'll go there the other months because you can do both. You can just live doing festivals because mm. a lot of them are different months. So you could just go from, and a lot of comedians and, and promoters and people that work at festivals just do that. It's yeah. like a circus, traveling circus lifestyle. Now, look, 
whenever, I, whenever, whenever you type in Damo Clark into Google, I think like I typed into Google search engine and the first thing that pops up is the, remember the little sketch you done for RTE for the coppers, Harcourt Street thing? Yeah. Oh, how's this, right? As a callback to that, because that was probably 10 years ago, I did yeah. that sketch where about I did that, yeah. it. And coppers, and as a side note, what I think is hilarious about coppers is, I'm sure there is, but at the moment, and I've thought about it, I can't think of another country, or the whole country, where mm. everyone knows the one nightclub by a one-word abbreviation of, mm-hmm. like, you know, if anyone in Ireland goes coppers, you know exactly. So you go to Australia, it, it's so broad, it's such a big place. If you say, not everyone knows the one mm. nightclub or yeah. bar that everyone goes to. Yeah. And uh, I'd say even in the UK and other places, you know, there's just other places, but here it's just, Everyone knows coppers. It's that notorious. Like everyone knows about it. And even I, at the end of football matches, if there's a win, like see all in coppers, like all the players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's so true. Funny. And then yeah. what was funny, this is what I was going to say. Two nights ago, like on Saturday, um, me and Daniel Bryan did one of our garden gigs and we were like mm. drinking with the guy afterwards in Ballybrack, in the Brack. Okay. And one guy goes, my, he goes, two, he goes, two mates of mine were in that video in that video that you did that, that I interviewed him. He mm-hmm. goes, and and two of them uh he goes that, that two of them were broken up with by their girlfriends because they were out going, I'm out for the ride or whatever. Oh, and they no were already way. Taking- <laughs> that, that's sick. <laughs> oh, oh no way. They, they signed a release form. Now it was ten years ago, but how was that? They were like you they were like, oh you were responsible of breaking up two of my mates, right? Well it's probably good that I mean, if they had you know, if they had girlfriends and they were out. They were they were responsible. You just were filming it and they signed the waiver, so there you go, or, or whatever. Hey, I was just asking them questions, man. I didn't say anything. Just the other night that I heard that that, that was like still going in. How funny is that? Tell me this now. What what year did you yeah, did you first start performing at the fringe festival? What year? So that was yeah, that was two thousand two. Two thousand two. And that was in the the Gilda Balloon back when it was the caves. I think just the tonic is at the caves now. So back when it was the caves. Okay. And there was all the stories about, you know, Edinburgh's got the, the reputation of being the most haunted city in the world and all that. Probably because of all those plague victims and all that that they kept building over on top of them. And uh, yeah, they have, right? They have the, you know, those dungeon tours and all mm-hmm. that. They have the ghost mm-hmm. walks. We were we were in the smallest cave. Like they, they're big and they go smaller and, and the ceiling gets lower. And then the next cave up is almost, it's half underground and just keep the stuff in there. And uh, one of the other acts that was in our our room, I think it was cave three, mm-hmm. they uh, they were so freaked out that they, they said they were putting their stuff back and they felt like breath and someone tapping on the shoulder and there was no one there and they just cancelled their run. They're like, nah, I'm not doing it, mate. I, I'm not I, going there every day. I wouldn't either. No way, man. I, I don't know. I don't mess with that kind of thing. I, I, I prefer to get a room that's like less kind of scary. I mean, the audience can be scary enough in Edinburgh. So you don't want to be scared. Like, you know, with I know, yeah. whatever, you know what I mean? That's the thing you're going to like, but it, it was good if, you, if someone leans around while you're on and there's only three people in the audience. They're like, you know, they're pretty quiet. And you're like, nah, man, it's just, it's just full of the undead. Full of <laughs> <laughs> man, there was like thousands of spirits in here, man, chuckling away. Yeah, that's they good. Boozing and drinking. <laughs> they probably yeah. all drank themselves to death anyway. They probably ghosts are probably laughing. Yeah, I, I, like, I don't know what I don't know what Zaccone is, but I can relate to the whole drinking scenario. Can you remember your first full show? Like, uh, like what was it called? Or can you like what, what year? Oh yeah, it was called. One? It was called The Bandit. Okay. Uh, it was it was when I was nineteen. The last I think the last year I lived in Perth, I worked in a I was as a night porter in. Uh, the Chateau Commodore Hotel yeah. in, in Perth. 
center. And while I was, I was a night porter, so I had the, the black dicky bow and the, the white shirt and all that. And it was just me, like room, like late night room. So it was just me mm. in a 10 floor story hotel as the porter, one guy, me, and then the, the, the night, the, the night receptionist who wasn't allowed to leave reception. Yeah. Uh, unless I would cover for him. But anyway, that got robbed. And I got held uh, by a shotgun and tied up and locked in a cupboard in the uh, the parking lot, in the underground parking lot. And uh, I was so full of beans, man, I escaped and kicked the door down and then went after the, the so-called bandit. So it's all truths in the paper. And my first show was about that. So uh, it was uh, it was exciting to tell. And it was and I just it was just laid with jokes and my naivety sort of made the show because I thought it was the most exciting thing that's ever happened to me and it had been so and it probably still has I haven't had a gun held to me since well not like not a full shotgun anyway so it was that and then I did that show in Melbourne and then I took that to the, the fringe in 2003 so the next year so you're doing your full was, a, was it a full show yourself or was it two-hander was it just you no nah, just me so two-hander with Anthony McKetty the year before right out of schmoozing okay so I did yeah so it was the usual trajectory of uh, me with three others, the Comedy Zone, there was four, and then half that, me and Anthony two, and then he did a solo show the next year, and I did a solo show next year, and cool. then since then, it's like a lot of solos after that. Because yeah. once you do an hour, oh, I want to write another one, I don't want to do another one. Yeah, I mean, you, if you write an hour, for example, like do you, do you, do you run it for t- uh, two years or a year and then write another hour, or how consistent do you, do you, do you try to be? Oh, it depends. Like uh, the last few years... Uh, the la- oh, I'm sorry, I'm just, uh, the cat is going, I was like, what's that noise? It's the cat is outside. <laughs> so you know, I'm just going to walk over. And, and in fact, Callahan, he, he's played quite a big part in some of my shows. Because, uh, there you go, Callahan. There he is. Did you like it outside? And I'll take that as a yes. Uh, you can hear he's getting old now. He's about 10 or 11 years old. He's, yeah. like, he's, old, he's like an old jaded cop. He's like, damn, shut up for this. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'd, I would do stand-up, uh, stand-up show, and then sometimes I the next year I might do like a PowerPoint show or something. Mm-hmm. If I had another idea, and I'd be like, well, it's silly to do a bit of PowerPoint in one show, and then I'll mm. save that all for fun mm. or whatever. But mostly just like a lot of comics, you just want to go out and just just talk and rant for for an hour. But uh, yeah, it sort of depends. Most of it's just been stand-up, maybe yeah. a few props. Maybe yeah. a few sound cues, you know. I'm very curious about one show. I actually seen this in 2015. It's called the Grand Theft Demo. Now tell the listeners about that show. I seen the show, and I, w- I want you. To, I want you to tell tell the listeners how this show came about. Oh, nice one. And oh, that's probably good timing for the cat to come in because he was heavily involved in that show. Okay. <laughs> yeah, well, that's because uh, uh, it was just I just made it into like a budding cop film, and he was my like partner. Mate, look, listen. You got food here, man, and water. Like, just relax. He's, uh, he's very vocal now. He's probably he's probably like, man, that was me. So yeah, that show was um, my. This was one of the years to answer the previous question at the same time. Uh, yeah. I had a, an hour of stand up ready to go. Yeah. And then my phone got nicked. And then, as the year went on, I started getting the photos of the new owner of my phone into my iCloud, and it could have been the thief. It looked like it was thief, but then I had CCTV footage of the guy who stole the phone, so I couldn't be angry at him because it wasn't the same guy. Yeah, it was just another guy somehow got my phone. He could have known the thief, and it could have been maybe it was planned. Maybe he was like going to steal a phone. But the long story, 
is, I'll just tell a long story, why not? Uh, I was getting his dick pics. That's the long story. Um, and I wanted to know, so I was, it was like a, it was like a nationwide search for, have you seen this penis? Because I wanted to find out who had my phone and to get it back. And through the internet and through, uh, I set up a Facebook page of like, who is this guy on my phone? And that went bonkers, man. It was a private group, but then it just, it just blew up. And every time I got a new photo, I'd post that up going, who is this? Where is this? What's going on? And then everyone was like, oh, I think I recognize the background. I think I know what's going on here. And it went, it went nuts. And so I finally tracked him down, sent him a message. He ignored it, sent him another message. He ignored it. And then months later, he messaged me out of the blue or he just liked one of my posts. So not giving away too much. It, we started to communicate, me and the guy who still had my phone. And I'd seen his schlong many times. There was way too many phallic photos than I would like to admit. So, I mean, a lot of the show is probably just knob gags because it's like how to and not to take dick pics. The answer is don't take dick pics. doesn't sure. matter. Even if it's a doctor, think about it. You don't want that floating around in the ether. No, it's probably got not. to the stage in it. It's probably got to the stage where there would be people old enough to have children that have got dick pics in the cloud somewhere. Would how would you feel if your dad's or even your any of your parents' genitals was in the internet? You don't no, want that. No, 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 no. That's that's scaring. That's scaring yes. stuff right there. You know what I mean? No, 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 no. You don't want that to even exist. No, but it's it was. Uh, what was great about it was it was a true story and it had a conclusion, which is uh, mm-hmm. cool. But I think we're thinking of doing a remake because the uh, the guy who found my phone, I heard from him recently, and uh, he he's got a child now. So it could be like, look at that, the dick works. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, the, my special starts with an audio clip of the meeting, the first one of the first meetings that me and the the culprit with my phone had and just waiting around like we had positions like it was in a public area and like yeah. I, was at night, I was there my other mate was over there behind like a, a tree yeah. my other mate was over there and it was just it was proper it was exciting like yeah yeah we have seen photos of more of him than we wanted and we were like is, and we're all in on it and we had like codes and we're like where is that, is that him and so there's a few people that really look like him so and it was him your heart jumps and you're like that him so you'd go over and you'd be like, hey, are you, you know, and then you'd do a code word or something that wasn't them and you're like, okay, and then you'd look like a real weirdo. But yeah, I can't remember the last time that, because even when you're waiting for someone now, you don't really wait for them because they're sending you a message going, I'm two minutes away, I'm around the corner, I'm looking at you, I'm right there, you know. And you don't even know if they're going to show up or not, yeah. if it's a setup, if they're going to come in with like the whole gang of them, like mm-hmm. a, like. With, with guns in their coats, you know? I was, didn't know what was going to happen, man? All like, for one phone. I've seen too much, man. I, yeah. I knew their name. I knew, their, I knew their, like, their socials. I've got photos of their private life, their privates, you know? I could go to the cops and go, look at these dealers. So that's, that's what's in your head. And then you've invited to come and meet you. Yeah. So it was proper exciting, man. Let's get back to Edinburgh. Okay, so did you have a show lined up for this year or were you working on a show or polishing a show yeah, for this year? Show. Yeah, I had a show planned. It was a lot uh, a lot about fatherhood, a lot about traveling, a lot yeah. about uh, just the world, a lot about us growing up as kids. Mm. And uh, I mean, obviously like how different it is, but mainly like how we all, 
everything stems from when you're a kid. Like as the more you find out, like okay. everything. And, and, and even we're always trying to get back to that, that innocence. That's why we drink or do drugs or do, you know, or meditate or whatever. You just, whatever it is. Escapism. Back yeah. 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 Get back to that pure, just instinct. You're not, you're not worried about what anyone thinks. You're not embarrassed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you no fear. You know, you're just it's so much hope. Yeah. Everyone, anyone, anyone can be a friend. Anyone like yeah. that's what we should be all the time. Yeah. But life just kicks us in the balls. So we're not. It's true. And, but we're always, you know, I think we're all, we're, we all just want to get, and we're all still an innocent child. So that's what, that's what I've seen from uh, movies where there's a, um, you know, a psychiatrist. In. <laughs> that's what they say. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. I base, they, they go, do you base all your facts on psychiatry or psychiatry? Like, no, but just one actors that play psychiatry. Yeah. So I get all my only the good actors not the bad ones the good ones okay yeah just have to be good actors now they have to be believable (laughs) good stuff um jokes about that so that'll evolve now so it'll i'll still be i'll still be doing the material and i'll still be working on it and whatever it is next year will be will be how it goes but luckily the, the last show i did at the fringe i was recorded it all with proper like six cameras and all that sort of jazz and that's been cut up now i should have done it earlier but you know lockdown is when you get all this stuff done isn't it so that'll be true that'll be out so that'll be uh that'll be out soon hopefully in the next couple of weeks that's and then, so at least at least my last hour because I, I toured it i was touring it up until the lockdown yeah and so i wasn't going to release it just yet because then people will be like hey i just saw that um, yeah. or, so but now now's the tour. now that tour is uh well that's the end of it you know <laughs> COVID. So, uh, so I'm just gonna I'm, I'm just gonna put it out there now. Now, the thing is, like, I always I always ask people like what they've done before comedy, but like, I have this I have this feeling that that some people are just meant for comedy, and I feel you're that one of those people who is meant to do comedy because you're so zany and so bubbly and so like you know so curious, you know, and that's what comedians are at the very heart. A lot of comedians are like uh, like myself just can't do anything else we've tried so (laughs) almost it is it is that curiosity and it's the sort of you're almost you're almost outside looking in Mm -hmm. or it's the or it's the one that's in and this pokes its head up and goes this is mad isn't it yeah you know and everyone's like yeah so it's uh it's a bit of that it's a bit of that as well uh i like to think like i think it when uh, when you're talking about something and you just you feel it in the room, everyone's like, "Yes, we yeah. agree," or "We know what you're talking yeah. about." Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's the same as when you hear like yeah. or any art, like any art form is like you know or any any you know. There's a music that will create yeah. a feeling or something when, when yeah. you're all together. Mm-hmm. And then the beauty of it, if there's a laugh, yeah, because you can't you can fake a laugh, but not a real one. Like oh, if everyone's big- laughing same time everyone had the exact thoughts thought at the same time yeah. like it really brings everyone together yeah and who doesn't love fart jokes so. <laughs> <laughs> i was getting a bit serious there so i had to sort of break the tension of fart noise. yeah i love it and when i'm when i'm watching an actor where when i'm that when i'm that act on stage and that's happening it's just it's yeah. the best man it really it doesn't matter if it's a big big audience or small yeah you're all you're all in this together like you're all in this together sort of unwillingly because you know a laugh can just be yeah. you know spontaneous like yeah. it was uh, like what's better like I think that's if the world was just going to end I mean it's ending now but really slowly yeah. if it was just going to end it, you'd want it to end on a laugh wouldn't you you're like ha ha because that's you're all happy to <laughs> wouldn't it yeah true I mean, 
I don't well, think I, mean, I don't think would like like having sex, having an orgasm during sex would be good as well. But it's probably easier to time a laugh than a climax. Everyone climaxing at the same time. I don't know. I've never tried it. It would be hard for everyone to climax at the same time, but yeah, you are. Yeah, definitely. All the all the lads would be like, "Sorry," and the women are like, "Come on, man, we got another <laughs> two minutes now." Uh, tell yeah, me this. Um, so, are you talking about like laughter and, and you know audiences? How have you adapted to online gigs? You know, from the actual physical form. I know you're, you're still doing you know the garden gigs, and we'll talk about that very shortly. But how are you how are you uh, d- uh, dealing or, or adapting to online gigs or Zoom gigs? Like, like here. Oh, what I've, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, it's sort of quite. It you know it takes a while, but it's just like having it. Yeah, it's like this, like a like a like a video chat or a chat yeah. with mates. But yeah. I think if it's an audience, especially if they've paid to see you, for sure. Um, to, to, uh, watching anything online or on a phone or whatever is is your attention span is so much less, especially if if you can't, you really can't pay attention to someone telling an in depth twenty minute story on online or on Zoom or on. Microsoft Teams or something. But yeah. I've been in places, and I'm sure you have as well, if you're in a live venue and someone on stage is telling an in-depth story of like 20 minutes or more, you yeah. can be hooked up. True. You can be right there in the moment. But online, you can't really. So, And a lot of my bits might drag on and be like long rants. Like, you know, the, uh, I've got a bit about, the, uh, I rant about breakfast that goes for like eight, eight to ten minutes, depending. Okay. And you can't talk. So I've figured out that you just, for online, just shorter and sharper and quicker, which is probably what, you know, we should yeah. be doing anyway. But like yeah. short, sharp. And the good, with Zoom, I've just used everything in my house, mm. you know, because you, you can take the phone for a walk, the laptop for a walk. Uh, and I've got lots of, a lot of my toys, <laughs> not, not actual toys like Mr. Incredible and Lego and all that. Oh, I'll okay. have them ready to go. So I'll, <laughs> it'll, be, it'll look like, I'll look like a one-man band. I'll just be surrounded with, with just random stuff. So I'll do so, and I'll just I'll break it up with picking up something or doing something that if that incorporates what I'm talking about. And then you, the good thing is you can slag off people if people have it on gallery view and you can see everybody. You can just make fun of people's living room. That's my favorite part. Yeah, you can actually yeah. see, and you, you can talk about the books on their shelf and all that. And if everyone else can see who you talk to, if they have a gallery view, that's really fun. And that that that's taken up a lot of time, and I, I love doing that. Yeah, true. Now, yeah, because you because in the comedy gig you're not in that room. You can ask them about the house, but you you can't actually see into their, their world. You know, you're looking into my room. You can see my room. I can see your kitchen. You know, so I think yeah. so. I can see a little bit of your world, and it kind of connects us a bit more. You know. Yeah, and uh, that was cool. But then, also, there's you know, if if a gig doesn't go well um, in real life, you can feel you can feel the room, and you can you can mm. alter your material to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or if so, someone's heckling and yelling up or whatever. If yeah. you're not doing well on a Zoom gig, they'll just turn it off. Yeah. They'll just leave. They'll just fold down the laptop. And if they do it slowly, it looks like their eyelids are just falling asleep. Like they yeah, just yeah. looks like they're closing it. You know, it's like, I said this, I said this the other day on stage. I was on stage, I think I was on someone's grass, but it's like, a, it's like an episode of Take Me Out and just lights are getting turned off. You know, it's just like, do, 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 yeah. do, do, do. Like on a Guess Who. You just flick it, or a battle game, a battleship, yeah. and just all these squares are just blacking out. You're like, oh, maybe yeah. I shouldn't have told the story, you know? <laughs> but most of the time, um, people are very patient. People are very patient, you know? Because, mm. like, a five-minute bit can feel like forever in a Zoom. 
Yeah. You know? True, true. And, uh, like, I mean, but maybe they are hooked. So, you know, you're always just fearing the worst. Yeah. But, you know, but if you're, you know, not bashing out the material and running around and all this sort of stuff. So, you know, hopefully, that's the thing. I just don't yeah. know. I can see them laughing. Sometimes yeah. you can hear them, but a lot of times all their mics are muted because otherwise there's feedback. True, so you can yeah. see them smile. But some people laugh with their hand over their mouth, just leaning on it, you know? That's so... You, you you don't you don't feel the atmosphere, but you can you can certainly enjoy it. Like, I, I enjoy the, uh, the the craziness of it, and you can do a costume change. I mean, you're in your house. You can, yeah. You've got you can do whatever you want. Now you talked about the garden gigs. Now who came up with the idea for the garden gigs, Ireland? Who came up with it? Yeah, no, I think it was a it was a Danny O'Brien got us, got me into the first gig. Right. And then together we were like, let's call it garden gigs and da da da. So so Danny O'Brien from uh, from. Dublin and Wicklow. We grew up in Wicklow anyway. Yeah. Landerlock. We've gigged together for years and years. And then he's he's a he's a regular at the Edinburgh Fringe as well. Yeah. So you know anyone who gigs at the Fringe knows you've got to hustle to get people in. So for sure, yeah, he's definitely. Great, great with the hustle. But yeah. through through uh, just through gigs he'd done and yeah. um, Murray who who does photography as well and had taken his shots for Edinburgh Fringe show. Funnily enough, it all connects back to Edinburgh. There you go. It's all connected. But then yeah. he, he's his cousin was doing a, a charity gig for Pieta House in Rings End, you know, yeah. you know where Rings End is. And for other people, it's sort of like sort of like a it's it's a dock dock area sort of yeah, where the, the, the yeah. rowboats and that are and there's a toll there that goes over a bridge and all that. But it used to be all weather and and that was like I'm a I'm a fifteen minute walk I'm along the canal. I'm a fifteen minute walk from there. So it, it was days. in my it was in my lockdown jurisdiction. Ah, so right. Danny Danny yeah, and he goes, do you want to do this? And it wasn't a comedy gig. They were just doing a charity gig yeah. with music, yeah. like live band. Cool. From people, from, from kids, from the kids from the, the RICC, it was the Rings Ends and Irish Town Community Centre. There's a That's school cool, of yeah. rock there. We'd go up and do jokes. Now, everyone was like properly spread out. And it yeah. was outside. And it was a nice day. And that was our first lockdown gig. And that was, in, that was in the beginning of May. I think it was yeah, end of April, beginning of May, something like that. And then after that, we were like, we can gig everywhere we want. We're not. Why wait for anything to open? This week we're buying a we're buying our own tent. We're buying our own outdoor, like it's a big thing. Your own Spiegel like tent. It, yeah, it's a, like so. We're getting. Nice. So we've already got a P. Within like a week or so, we got Lorcan from Totally Wide. He's got man. I've got a. Uh, I've got an outdoor speaker, an amp, a mic, cool. all this. All like, yeah. Brilliant man. So we got that for nothing, and then we've done gigs, and they've done two of the gigs that we put on. We've had uh, Emma Doran we've had on and Enya Martin. Like, so now we're just getting, now we're just starting, we're getting enough gigs that we can get other acts gigs. Yeah. So uh, that's cool. Oh, it's magic. And like every week we're doing gigs and then like people's gardens and fields, backyards, cool. streets, yeah. flats. And, uh, Lovely. and one gig leads to another, leads to another. Good. And, uh, Good. It's as long as the area wants it, that's all it takes. Exactly. You know? Yeah. You can't yeah. Start doing comedy when it looks at you like you have ten heads and like who's this play guy? So I mean, um, I mean, who doesn't want to laugh? Especially in this day and age, people need a laugh. So you know, yeah. And you know what's funny? Because a lot of comedy is, is relatability, of course. And I know I know everyone's sick to the talk about COVID, but everyone's going through something yeah. different, but also something similar. Yeah. Well, because we're all living through this completely different planet that we knew. True. And that's the. That's one of the best relatability things that we've we've ever had. Where the yeah. whole planet, what are we going to bloody do with this? So that I mean, that just makes for great stand up because that's the that's the tension, and yeah. we and we could be the release, you know, the laugh of us joking about everything. Yeah, no, it's great. 
I'm going to ask you one more thing. One thing not many people know about Damo or Damien. I'll call you Damo. Let's say no, Damien Clark. Let's yeah, Damo. 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 That's a good question because, like, I don't know, pretty much what you see is what you get. But because uh, if because I could tell I could tell people stuff like, you know, I'll stay up until three in the morning watching Pixar films. But then. Mm-hmm. That's no one would be surprised at that. Like I haven't told anyone that, but no one would be surprised. I'll get home from from being out and I'll be like, oh, maybe tonight I'll go Disney or I'll go Wreck It Ralph tonight. I just love watching cartoons. I love cartoons, man. Or regular show. Have you watched a regular show? You know, no, never. No, no. So funny, man. It's so called regular. What, what 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 channel is it on? It's Nickelodeon. Uh, <laughs> look, I'm like that. See, okay, right. Let, let's bring it back. Okay, so. You like cartoons. Cartoons are, are good fun. I feel, I feel like, especially SpongeBob. I like SpongeBob personally. I think SpongeBob is a, is a real adult kind of uh, kids TV. Cartoon. It is SpongeBob. Great. I love all that. And like, this is, this is without any substance, by the way. This isn't like me getting baked and watching all this. I mean, I'm sure it enhances it all, but this is just me. I just, you know, even yeah. sober. Like, yeah. And then even my kid, right? He's three, as I was saying, Max. He, uh, I went to put on Toy Story 4 again the other day and he was two and a half then and he goes, not again. Like he yeah. was sick of all yeah. I, I was like, you know when you're a kid, you want to watch the same things over and over again? Nah, he's like, I've out-kidded my kid already, man. But like... When that's your downtime, like it's pretty... It's not boring. They're bloody great films, man. They're five star every time. They sure you know are. How- it's, it's the stories and the cat they focus on stories and character and it's brilliant very i said the story arc yeah, yeah 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 it's very good i like it i like it I do, you I like, laugh I, you cry make sure that's always heartstrings in there man yeah 100 percent. and then i've got disney plus right i've got disney plus okay. onward still is on it onward right. is still that was the last movie i saw that in the cinemas closed the day after onward man and uh tom holland's the voice in that and uh, and Dom, his dad, is a comedian, and I've gigged with him, so I can say I'm like a one degree away from that guy. How good is that? Anyway. And you're and you're a comic book guy as well. You are a little bit of a kid at heart. When were you always into comic books? So were you always into uh, illustration? Yeah, always. Yeah, always. Like so, um, I loved it. Like I think I I don't know. I just think there must have been like I was saying, everything's back to your childhood. I think there was some point. Maybe it must have been around seven or eight where my brain goes, "This is where I'm going to be for the rest of my life." And mm. so my I really evolved from then, as far as yeah, interests, yeah. like the like the Muppet Show, cartoons, <laughs> Bugs Bunny, Mickey Mouse, all that. It's just Tex Avery cartoons are still yeah. some of the funniest ever. Co- just the, the 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 whacking, you know, the sound of you know Tom and Jerry when when Tom gets whacked with a plank yeah, of wood. Yeah, yeah, him, rah, It's so funny. Yeah, like no, that, it is totally. It's just side-splittingly, and that was made in what the forties. Yeah, just when Carl came in, they nailed it back then, man. They're not even on Netflix. What are they doing? Anyway, <laughs> I love your. I've actually, I seen your comic books here in the fringe. I seen one there the other day, and it, it was it was three guys standing beside each other with, with speech bubbles over, and it said it said Fortnite, 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 and then you walking ahead, going something's happening in two weeks' time. <laughs> you know yeah, that I mean? was, true. <laughs> was it true? Yeah, because I didn't know that was the name of a computer game until yeah. later. <laughs> that's, that's, that's very clever. I even I, even, I drew that because I thought that's like yeah. when I when I found out it was a computer game, like the, the <laughs> highest sell on on Earth at the time, yeah. probably still is. Um, 
I drew it and then I had to go back and like tip X out how I spelled Fortnite was was not uh, the computer game spelling. It was the actual Fortnite of yeah, two yeah. weeks. I think that's what's good when I draw a comic, it's it's just it's it's how I saw the moment or how you know, like a lot a lot of the time when I, when you read a comic book. Like I haven't, I haven't read, like, I haven't read a lot of books, like you know, ones that you have to read, like Anne yeah. Frank's Diary. Yeah, I haven't read that, but yeah. there's a comic book version of it, so I've read that. So I've got, you know, I got, with it's got like Anne Frank's Diary in it as the text, but then drawings of what's going on and really good artwork. So that is just the best. Yeah, but not all comic books are like I was. I was in the Beano and Dandy and all those. I was even I was collecting collecting the, the Where's Wally books back in the day. You know, I remember the Where's oh, Wally yes. books? <laughs> it was so much fun. But I remember um, comic books are, are not are not funny. Like there's like Japanese comic books and there's like you know Beano and Dandy or whatever and like whatever Mad manga. comic books. They're funny. Oh, manga Mad, yeah, they're funny. But not all uh, comic books are funny. Man. But your comic books are more funny. The the funnier style. They're like a joke like in 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 picture you know so you're telling a, a joke in a picture you know it's like a oh, nice comedy. one Actually, yeah. i just got a flashback there uh shane go on um when i first, when i was 18 when i was when i was doing gigs i was drawing comics for i don't know just myself and um i like it was one of my first gags was like when you go to mcdonald's you know a teenager what else can you talk about when you go to mcdonald's um so this this is captions right yeah there's a guy at mcdonald's and then, because you know he's, you know they're gonna ask, oh, and a large fries, please. Yeah. So you go up and you go, oh, can I have a Big Mac? And then he goes to, but do you want to? And then you cut him off. You go no. And then he goes, but do you want? And you go no. But do you want a large fry? No. And you keep those keeps the captions of me just cutting him off. You go no, 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 no. And then eventually it's just two of you staring at each other in silence. And there's the two comic characters, me and the, the, the McDonald's guy, staring at each other for captions for ages. And then just dots, like nothing said. Yeah, yeah. And then the last caption was, oh, and a large fries, please. Yeah. Right. And I thought that was really funny. And so I drew that. And then I was looking at it going, oh, I reckon that'll work as a joke. And mm. then I did it on stage. And that was one of my, that was one of my big bits for bloody, because I acted out. That was one of my big bits for ages. And then that would, that would keep happening. And sometimes I would do something on stage and I was like, it's not really hitting the way I think it is. But then I would draw it and it would be funnier as a drawing. So I think mm. some, so uh, some of my, I guess that's why I do a lot of act outs because probably it's quicker to draw, it's quicker to do it than to draw it. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. Uh, some, there is a crossover and there's a lot of comedians that also draw like loads. Yeah. And, and I think it's, it's the same part of the brain that like, it's probably just all the creative side that you can mm. also music, all that. Yeah. If you have enough, talent then it'll be yeah. very close i think to writing jokes and communicating that way it must be right i'm gonna i'm gonna let you go um because we've had a, a very a nice interesting chat uh it's been great to talk to you damien hope you uh, keep, keep up those garden gigs um i'll be talking to danny very shortly so i'm gonna i'm gonna see if he has oh, any, any gossip oh yeah he'll tell you he'll tell you exactly and and ask him all the, the crazy gigs we've done i will oh, but it's yeah, it's been it's been a ride. Oh, in, yeah. in fact, he'll tell you. You'll be able to watch this. But we, the Virgin Media is is our special that we filmed in the Ring Zen Flats yeah. is on telly now. It's on their player. Cool. Yeah. So yeah. you can so right. uh, so you, you can watch and a lot of it is us slagging the crowd and them slagging us. So they're full of beans, man. It's great down there. Good stuff. So we've been down there since just to drink with the lads, just to drink yeah. with everybody. Yeah. And so I'll I'll have this up. Uh, 
very shortly and uh, I'll put all, uh, some links up or whatever of your website or whatnot. Thanks again, man. Of course. See you around. See you around. Right, see you see around. You. See around see the canals. You. Oh, yeah, will do. Yeah, <laughs> see see take it easy. See you, Damon. Thanks. Yeah, so that was Damien Clark, a very funny guy, a very cool guy. He's an Australian comedian based in Dublin here in Ireland. This is episode 21 or episode 3 of my Edinburgh Fringe Festival series. If you like what you hear today, guys, please like, subscribe, follow. And remember, I'm a small podcaster, so uh, if you want to like leave a comment or share, please do. And remember, guys, you're always welcome here in Heartlines. Take it easy. Bye-bye. <laughs>